the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you once again. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning, a free-for-all Friday, the sixth morning of the twelfth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks for being with us. Coming up in just a bit, Rob Frost uh, returns to the program. Haven't talked to the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County Chair in a while, uh, but he wants to talk about a few things, including local stuff. The Cuyahoga County Council has decided that taxing... Cuyahoga County residents more for Health and Human Services is the best way to go without giving them any say on the matter, despite an uh, opportunity posed by Republican Jack Schron and supported by the two other members of the county council uh, to give uh, taxpayers a little bit of a break. Uh, nope, seven to three. Naturally, the Democrats in this, in the majority of the Cuyahoga County Council, uh, they prevail. And, uh, yeah, they want to jam, uh, $35 million in new taxes and put it on the backs of Cuyahoga County taxpayers. We're going to talk to Rob Frost about that coming up in just a bit. And, uh, coming up at 10.05, you're in for a treat throughout this week. So Larry Elder joins me at 10.05 today. You can join me right now at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. You may also join me before, between, and, and, uh, in and around and after those guests. So again, two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Rob Frost will be joining us, and Larry Elder uh, will be joining us today. So we have a lot of stuff to get into here uh, today. Again, most of it regarding this impeachment sham, but also a few other stories as well. Did you know that capitalism, which is what is used, the system of capitalism, uh, which is used to create millionaires in this country, has some of those millionaires decrying capitalism? Either they're hypocrites 
or they're just dumb. And since they're liberal Democrats, I'll let you pick which one that is. I don't think it's going to be very hard, quite frankly, to determine. Uh, but yeah, there is uh, one Hollywood star who is uh, saying capitalism is the problem with all of our, uh, you know, is, is the cause rather of all of our problems in this country. He is worth $30 million because of capitalism. So we'll tell you about that story coming up, uh, and a few others too. But I do want to dive into the impeachment story because there's a lot of audio that we need to listen to from yesterday. Some of it just has you shaking your head. At least it had me shaking mine, and I'm going to go ahead and assume you will as well when you hear some of this stuff. Uh, we're going to start with Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, as you know, yesterday, right during this show, not on this show, but during the show, she uh, urged Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, to draft articles of impeachment. They want to go ahead and have a vote on articles of impeachment to send this to the Senate. They want to get this thing done. They want to do it in a hurry. Uh, and I find that just hilarious uh, because I hope Mitch McConnell takes his good, sweet time in dissecting every single liberal Democrat liar who is responsible for this hoax including and especially Adam Schiff and Adam Schiff's staff, because that's who the quote-unquote whistleblower Eric Charamella first contacted 18 days before they came forward with an actual whistleblower complaint after the July 25th phone call. So uh, this entire sham is is going to be dragged out, and it should be. I hope every candidate for president on the Democrat side that's in the Senate has their campaigning impacted, and they have to stay in committee to listen to this ridiculous uh, kangaroo court or to be a part of this kangaroo court, So, because this is what they wanted. Now, what I want you to hear as we get rolling from Nancy Pelosi is why she thinks impeachment is important right now and why the article should be drafted, because civilization... Literally, civilization is at stake if we do not. That is a, a nation, a model, a beacon of hope to the world, and he devalues that. So, again, we don't agonize, we organize, and we do so in a way that, again, is unifying for a country. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to let that sink in. Nancy Pelosi says that in a nation where more than 50% of the people polled do not want impeachment to take place, do not want the president removed from office, and roughly 50% Democrats do. She said that this is unifying for our country. She and her liberal cohorts, in trying to remove the president from office, trying to disenfranchise 63 million voters, spread out over 30 states that he won out of 50. She wants to erase their votes, tell them they don't matter, and she thinks that's unifying the country. That, again, is unifying for a country. It is absolutely imperative. Civilization, as we know it today, is at stake in the next election, and certainly our planet. I uh, just came back. I was mentioning that I just came Civilization is at stake as we know it. For our entire planet, hyperbole much? All right, let's move on to Nancy Pelosi number two. Nancy Pelosi was asked, rightfully so, what about that whole bipartisan thing that you once championed? When you declared, when your colleagues in the House were screaming, impeach the mother blanker, 
like Sharia Tlaib did. Or impeach 45 every time she got near a microphone from Maxine Waters. Or when Representative Al Green from Texas actually introduced his own articles of impeachment, and each time you tabled those. What did you say, Nancy? You said we cannot impeach unless it is bipartisan. We have to have some Republican support for this, because that's how the impeachment process works. She was right to say that, of course. Her colleague Jerry Nadler said that back in 1998 said that impeachment should never be done on the basis of only one party supporting it and one party opposing it. Impeachment should never be done on a narrow vote. It's got to have broad support across two parties. So a reporter asked Nancy about that. Why are you going forward? So uh, I think it's very clear now. I think it's so overwhelming that to ignore it would be derelict in our own duty. Uh, I can't answer for the Republicans. They have taken their oath to Donald Trump. So uh, just to uh, jump off of what Dami Lilla asked, uh, you, as you recall, no doubt, on the day you became Speaker of the House in January of this year, uh, you were asked about impeachment and you said that it would, have, it would, quote, have to be so clearly bipartisan in terms of acceptance of it. But as you just noticed... This is remarkable, by the way, that this question is actually being asked by CNN's Jake Tapper. Calling her, calling her on her consistency for this thing. Listen, listen again. To be here. so clearly bipartisan in terms of acceptance of it, but as you just noted, there are no Republicans in the House who support either the impeachment inquiry, and it appears as though none of them are going to support impeachment itself. Does this mean that you're failing to meet the standard that you set in January? No, I'm saying the, fa- the Republicans have failed to meet the standard of honoring their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Are you willing to impeach President Trump even if there are no Republican votes in the House in favor of it? I've asked for the uh, writing of the articles of impeachment. Okay. Um, Let's uh, bring in... So that's her answer. She has no answer. Jake Tapper said, you once said that you would never support impeachment unless it was bipartisan. Now you have zero zero Republicans supporting impeachment, so it is not bipartisan. Are you still going through with this? And she said, I've already asked for the articles to be written. So, in other words, she doesn't have to answer the question. She doesn't have to answer, why did you change your mind? She doesn't have to answer, why are you such a hypocrite? She doesn't have to answer, what about the need for bipartisan support? She just gets to say, I've said what I've said. No accountability whatsoever. And CNN, Jake Tapper, who asked the hard question, just lets her skate. Why don't you pin her to the wall and say, Madam Speaker, you said you wouldn't do this without bipartisan support. How can you do this now without bipartisan support? You are 100% contradicting your own statement. Why? Hold her accountable. But again, this is why Donald Trump correctly talks about the fake news media. CNN had an opportunity there to do the right thing. Jake Tapper, like I said, surprisingly actually asked the question. And then, but of course, lets her skate on it. Won't force her to answer. And that is a disgrace. As was the performance by Joe Biden yesterday. At a town hall meeting in Iowa, Joe Biden, intimidated, challenged, and called a prospective voter in the state of Iowa, state of Iowa fat and a GD liar.
He called him all of those things in an aggressive, intimidating manner that looked like he was squaring off for a bar fight. If this is the measure of dignity for holding the office of the presidency, which is what the left has often said about Donald Trump, that he's not dignified because Donald Trump is a brawler and a counterpuncher and blah, blah, blah. If this is the measure of dignity, well, then we've got ourselves a dilemma here. We're going to talk about that right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. get a call in here from Jim in West Park so he doesn't have to sit through the audio barrage that I'm about to offer to you from yesterday. And uh, Jim, you're on the air, my friend. Go right ahead, sir. Hello? Yeah, Jim. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. My question is, there there was talk out there about a closed vote, uh, an anonymous vote. They They can't get a partisan or bipartisan, so they say, well, let's just have the votes uh, closed so you don't know who voted for what. So that, you know, like some people would vote for him to be impeached, but they don't want, uh, they don't want to. They can't do that. They can't do that. They can't do a closed vote on an impeachment. Every member of the House is going to have to uh, raise his hand and say yay or nay on impeachment. Uh, they, They can't do that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, Jim, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, God, that that would be their dream. Their dream would be to do this in super secret, in a written vote only, and nobody knows whether you voted to impeach or not to impeach. No, 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 no. You don't get to hide from a vote to remove the president from office and nullify uh, the votes of 63 million people without telling everybody who you are. No, they can't do that. If they could do that, uh, they would have done it a long time ago. I mean, seriously, the only reason... The only reason we're doing this now, this close to the actual election, now 11 months away from the election, is because they fear uh, uh, having, you know, uh, uh, members who are in Trump districts or in purple districts that could go either way. Democratic members have to answer to the voters if they vote for an impeachment um, that is that is a sham. Now, it is. But that's the reason they put it off as long as they did. Nancy Pelosi, for all of her rhetoric about the the state of our, or what did she say, the uh, the very future of our society, or how did she phrase civilization is what it was. Civilization, as we know it, is at stake in this uh, you know in this next election. So we have to make sure to remove him from the election. Uh, the reason she waited this long is because she knows how dangerous this is politically for those who have to cast those votes. If they could cast those votes in secret, she would have been on board a long time ago. They cannot do that. All right, I'm going to go back to Biden now. Joe Biden, uh, yesterday at his town hall event in uh, Iowa, uh, was confronted by a question from a voter who essentially called out Joe Biden for the corrupt activities of the Burisma company in Ukraine that employed his non-Ukrainian speaking, no gas nor energy experience having son, Hunter Biden, uh, to the, to, on their board of, uh, of directors, to the tune of $83,000 a month. So the uh, the questioner calls Joe Biden out for that, and Joe Biden pretty much flips his blank uh, in his response. Now, the audio is not the best. Some of this is kind of off mic, but I, it's worth playing, and I want you to listen. I've been around a long time, and I know more than most people know, and I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's, do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. 
I should point out that the, the, this audio is coming in here after the initial question, and uh, uh, Joe Biden, who was all the way across the room in this uh, town hall meeting, small venue, uh, Joe Biden walked steadily toward the man, coming up within about four feet of him, staring him square in the eye, and the two of them stood there. Like I said, it looked like two guys ready to engage in a brawl, in a bar fight clearly trying to stride over and intimidate the man who is a more heavy set guy a guy uh that that Biden then challenged to a push-up contest before eventually calling him fat keep listening no one has said my son has done anything wrong and I did not on any occasion and no one has ever said it. Not I one day you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your work straight, Jack. See, now he had walked away, and now he is literally verbally berating the man, and he turned around and walked right back up to him again. Very, very strong stance and stride up to this man as if he's going to, to take him on. Get your word straight, Jack. He said, keep listening. But I, here on the, on MSNBC. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that. But you heard. Look, okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do. But uh, look, Pat, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't know if you heard that. And again, the audio is not the best. He said, I don't want to get an argument with you over this. And the guy said, I don't want to either. But then he said, look, fat, here's the deal. He looked at this man after challenging him to do push-ups. For what reason? No one knows. I don't even think he knows, other than that he's a lunatic who's out of his ever-loving mind. A man who, who in front of live microphones and, and cameras, talks about liking little children rubbing his leg hair in the pool so that they can watch it go from smooth to to popping back up curly again and then having them bounce up and down in his lap because he likes having children bounce in his lap. Literally, he says, this man is a lunatic. This man is not in his right mind. So he goes up to this this you know heavyset guy, challenges him to push-ups, then, after another exchange, says, look, fat, here's the deal. He calls him fat. Now, the Biden campaign says, no, 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 he said fact. He was saying F-A-C-T, fact. Look, fact. Really? I don't ever recall the word fact being used as uh, a, 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 a noun. Well, it is a noun, but I mean to, to, to personify someone as a name. No one has ever said, look, fact. No one has ever said that. A person is not a fact. Look, fact. Here's the deal. He literally says, look, fat. Here's the deal. But look, fat, look, here's the deal. Here's Tell me, do you hear the word fact, or do you hear the word that we all heard? But look, fat, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The pro-Biden crowd there responding to the man who said, you don't have any more backbone than Trump does. This is not a Trump supporter, by the way. He is a Democrat at a Joe Biden town hall. 
But he wants some answers from this this mental, uh, I, I don't even know what to call Joe Biden. I don't want to call him a mental midget because he's not stupid, but either he's senile or he just has no um, ability to take what he does know in his head, which, again, I don't think he's dumb, and be able to properly filter things before they come out of his mouth, which we have seen time and time and time again from the human walking gaff machine. But he literally confronted this man, called him fat, challenged him to a push-up contest, berated him and said, get your facts straight, Jack, or get your words straight, Jack. He looks like he's losing it. I think he is so vulnerable on this Hunter Biden and Ukraine issue, so much more than people even realize. And the reason I say that is because of his response to it. Every time somebody brings it up, he says, no, 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 no. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on what he did, meaning what Trump did on the phone call. He does not want anybody examining Hunter Biden's relationship with Burisma, Burisma's relationship with the former Ukrainian government, and the uh, attempted influence that they tried to gain in the Obama White House by uh, going through the Obama State Department, all of which is a matter of record. He doesn't want anybody focusing on that. And he'll challenge you to a push-up contest or a fight or a leg hair rubbing contest in order to avoid it. News Now, Rob Frost joins us next right here on AM Word on the Bob France Authority. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. Hopefully your weekend is off to a good start. I kind of say that now because I kind of see Friday as part of the weekend. Even if you're at work, you're in a better mood than you were yesterday because it wasn't Friday yesterday. You're in a better mood. The weekend has kind of already started, at least uh, emotionally for most of us. I'm excited about high school basketball tonight and uh, hope you really have great plans this weekend as well. All right. Uh, I want to dive back into the impeachment scandal. Somewhat, but I also want to talk to uh, our next guest about a local issue. Uh, if you're a Cuyahoga County taxpayer, you should be concerned about this because there's about a $35 million tax increase about to be dropped on your head by the Cuyahoga County Council that voted 7-3 to on Monday to reject a Republican proposal uh, to support health and human services without massive tax increases. Uh, it was defeated, of course, because because the council, like everything else in uh, Cleveland and Cuyahoga County, is heavily Democrat. Seven to three, party line vote uh, is what happened here. And joining us to analyze that and the impeachment situation is the uh, chairman of the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County, Mr. Rob Frost. Rob, good to have you back on the airwaves here. How are you, sir? Thanks, Bob. Good to be on with you. Doing great. I appreciate you making me aware of this yesterday. I actually did not notice the, the vote on uh, on Monday, but after reading a little bit about it, uh, I think this deserves some uh, some attention uh, for the county voters. Tell us more about the proposal that Jack Schron and uh, two other the two the only two other Republicans on the council uh, voted for that was defeated by the uh, the rest of the council. Sure, thank you, and 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 I want to thank Councilman Jack Schron and and Councilwoman Nan Baker, Councilman Mike Gallagher for their leadership on this issue. What what they said, uh, we have a county in crisis. We know that, and we can talk. We can get into the details of that a bit. Uh, I hope this morning, Bob, and in sure. the coming days. And, sure. But we have a county in crisis. 
Uh, we have people uh, who are in need. Our county delivers uh, health and human services. And what Jack Schron proposed and Councilwoman Baker and Councilman Gallagher supported is to say, uh, we've got a levy that's expiring, a levy for uh, health and human services. Let's put the, the renewal of that on the ballot. And then if you want an increase, let's put that on the ballot as well separately. Separately. You can have a, a replacement levy and an increase as separate issues. And for those who you know, want to make the case for why we need the increase, let's explain to the voters of Cuyahoga County, let's explain to the people uh, why we need it, uh, why why do we have a shortfall uh, right now in our health and human services budget, uh, what has happened in the in recent years to cause that, um, is are those causes that, that lie to uh, mismanagement, or are these just things that we're a victim of here in Cuyahoga County? And then what are the, what's the additional dollars? Uh, what are they going to go to uh, be used for? Uh, how are they going to help the people of this county uh, better? And how are they going to deliver services better? And the Democrats on the council said, nope, we're just going for one big increase. Uh, they're going to make the case, uh, as uh, we've seen happen before, that if voters don't vote for it, uh, there's going to be a huge budget shortfall. Because, um, again, remember, it won't this way existing funding will, will end as well because they're tying the increase in with it. And and it'll they'll make the case to people that if you don't vote yes on this uh, in the primary, uh, which is when they want to put it on the ballot in March, if you don't vote yes, then we're going to fall off a cliff. Well, it, it's it's a mistaken uh, proposition from the beginning. Uh, first of all, uh, one of the key things is this should be on the ballot in November. Um, the current levy doesn't expire until January of next year, and uh, by having this vote in March. You're disenfranchising just about every independent voter in the county to, to um, clarify, and many Republicans. I'm sorry, to clarify, Rob, the, the, the current levy expires when? It, the current levy expires a year from January. So okay, it so January, the, January not, not next year, but of 2021. Of 2021, yes, Got thank it. you. So for, that's, why for it should be, that. that's why it should be on the ballot in November uh, during the presidential election. should be on election, the ballot next November. When, a lot more, yeah, a lot, a lot bigger turnout, obviously, too, so the people, right. more people of the county will have a say in this. Okay, please continue. Exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, that that just underlines what's trying to be forced on us, all of us, uh, the, the Republicans, independents, and even right-thinking Democrats. They're, you know, there used to be a, a common-sense Democrat in this county, uh, the, the working person uh, Democrat, the, the pro-life Democrat even used to exist. I feel like those are the people who keep coming up to me and others in our party saying, I haven't left the Democratic Party. It's left me. And President Trump is out there fighting for me. Uh, what we want them to know, that voter to know, is that Jack Schron, Nan Baker, Mike Gallagher are fighting for you, too. Because the, the corrupt and inept Democrat leadership in this county is trying to force something down you, down your throat in, uh, in March of, of 2020. It's going to be a $25 million, actually $35 million when you add it all up, tax increase on you, to cover up uh, their mismanagement of county government. Uh, it will be a travesty. So- so uh, to the to the main issue, which is the shortfall of funds for the health and human services, um, you you kind of said, well, let's let's explain to the people. And I agree. This is what Jack Schron said. Let's explain to the people what's going on here, and then let them decide if they want to vote for an increase or just the renewal mm-hmm. of the existing levy. Uh, what is the answer to that question? To your understanding, is it just you know kind of a shortfall that is organic and it just happened, or is it mismanagement? Uh, it is mismanagement. Yes, there are our demographic problems our state and then our Northeast Ohio region in the state face. Um, but, Bob, we're, we're addressing this systematically and looking for solutions. I feel like far too often conservatives, Republicans get put in the box where, where the Democrats and the socialists and the left are saying 
there's people in need in our community. We need to spend money and help them. And Republicans just fall into the box of saying, no, we don't want to spend that money. Well, when you're conservative, what you understand is there are better ways for us to help our community and, and lift everyone. There are better ways than just throwing more money at the problem. And what we have seen in Cuyahoga County is profligate spending. Yet take a look for one example at our jail. Last year, eight inmates died in the jail. Now, you know, they, they just had a headline out recently. Oh, the jail's improved. Instead of being out of compliance with 60-some state standards, we're now only out of compliance with 17. And, you know, they, they don't trumpet this in the headline, but, you know, only one inmate has died this year. And uh, But look at the record. First of all, any inmate dying in custody needs to be investigated. We have to understand what's going on there. An inmate escaped this year. Just uh, two weeks ago, a guard got punched in the face by an inmate. What is going on with our management of the jail? Or directly to Health and Human Services, uh, the deaths of children in foster care for, uh, as of last year, uh, in, the, uh, in the recent years. Uh, fortunately, we haven't had more make headlines uh, yet this year. But think of all of the children who are lost in foster care, who, are, who, who need somebody focusing on their cases, uh, helping them find adoptive homes. Uh, yet we've got a system that is just broken you can look around this state, Bob, and we have an aging population. We have, uh, to some degree, a, a shrinking uh, working uh, base. Who is looking forward and providing the leadership saying, then we need to figure out how we deliver services uh, to senior citizens, to children who are the, vo- the most vulnerable, um, to the disabled, to the addicted even? We are not heartless. What we are saying is, let's have a heart. Stop wasting and stealing people's money and figure out how we deliver the services to them in the most efficient way. No one's looking at that in the Buddhist administration. Uh, instead, you've got FBI investigators there investing corruption and contract fixing again, right back to 10 years ago when the FBI had to raid headquarters and people ended up in prison. Right. We need a change in Cuyahoga County, and as your listeners say, well, what can I do about it? One of the biggest things, Bob, is people have to realize there's filing deadlines coming up to be a candidate. People need to be willing to run for office. It's only 1% of people who will run for office. But look at our president. He came out of having never run for office and said our country is in crisis. I'm going to step forward. I'm going to do this. Now, we need to be laser-focused in 2020 on reelecting President Trump. And we can talk about impeachment and some other things while I'm with you today. But down here at the local level, the county offices, if the Democrats in county council um, I talked about the jail a bit and, and uh, the need there. The judges of the Court of Common Pleas should be leading this. There's no leadership there. Um, if, if there are lawyers listening who have always thought about running for judge and, and want to talk with us about how we're going to make change in Cuyahoga County, they need to take action now because those deadlines to be a candidate and be nominated in March, that deadline runs on December 18th. So uh, all the more it was timely to come on and talk to you, not just about the levy crisis that they're trying to force on us, but the candidate crisis. Who's going to step forward and offer the alternative to what the Democrats force on the voters of Cuyahoga County? We're talking with Rob Frost, who is the chairman of the Republican Party in Cuyahoga County, and uh, certainly we could talk about these local issues and the corruption and the county in crisis for hours, uh, but we are limited in time. So I want to move now, uh, if I can, mm-hmm. Rob, to talk about uh, the job numbers today. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll tie this to the impeachment thing. I, I literally just made a post before you came on the air uh, on Facebook saying this is exactly why they are trying to impeach this president. The job numbers came out mm-hmm. about 45 minutes ago. 
Um, the expectation was about 180,000 jobs created in the month of November. The number was 48% higher than that, 266,000 jobs created. Um, and this is the issue. Jobs are continuing to grow. Wages are continuing to grow. The stock market continues to hit record high day, highs day after day after day. And people say, well, that's only for people who have enough money to invest. That doesn't help Main Street. No, it is fattening millions of 401ks for when people retire, when Main Street folks retire. Um, so the surging economy, the huge stock market, the huge job numbers, record low minority jobless rates. Rob, this is why they want to impeach him, because they know full well they can't cannot beat this highly successful president 11 months from now in an election. You're exactly right. And and what did we hear back when Bill Clinton was president? Uh, it's the economy, stupid. Well, they had something right there. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton did a lot wrong, but they had something right there in terms of the message that they wanted people to hear. And Democrats don't want people to hear that message today. They don't want people to hear the economic message. Uh, they will either undercut or shout right past good economic news like what came out today. Another example, Bob, are numbers that came out recently on the support for this president among African Americans. Yeah. It's at 34, 34% plus. That terrifies Democrats right now. And it's why, in similar fashion, they, without evidence, just keep shouting, this president is racist. They just keep saying racist over and over again to try to separate this president from the people who he is fighting for. Uh, he has been creating jobs. This, this economy is dynamic. And, and let me tell you something we're doing on this subject. In fact, Bob, I mentioned to, to you yesterday that uh, Robert Alt, who's the president of the Buckeye Institute, who has spoken and written extensively on this issue of the job resurgence, the job growth resurgence we are seeing here in Ohio under President Trump. We're bringing him to Cleveland next week, uh, next Thursday. Uh, that's December 12th. Uh, and he's going to be talking with our finance leadership about the record that we have under President Trump and how we can work to make sure we deliver that message in 2020 uh, to deliver Ohio for President Trump on his way to re-election. We have to stay focused on that issue. Working families in places like Parma and Mayfield Heights and, and Brook Park and Solon and all around this, uh, this county in Northeast Ohio, they see it in their pocketbooks. They see it that people are returning to work, able to earn promotions. As you mentioned, they're seeing their retirement accounts uh, going up. They're happy with the, 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 the performance. Now, there are people, Bob, who will say, well, they don't like certain things about attitude or demeanor or style in this president. That's all the Democrats have. They're going on style points. They have no evidence on this president. They were ready to, to uh, impeach him the day after he got inaugurated. Marsha Fudge, Marcy Kaptur are going to vote party line with Nancy Pelosi to impeach this president. They've made it clear they want, wanted to, even without any evidence. Uh, we need to work hard to defeat them to reelect Dave Joyce and Anthony Gonzalez and make sure that we get this president returned to the White House by delivering Ohio. There are people who say this, that the, the presidential election won't come down to Ohio. Well, I can tell you this. If we don't deliver Ohio for the president, we won't be returning him to the White House. So That's right. we better be focused here. Get the votes turned out. And Bob, there, there are people who ask me you know, if it's lonely being a Republican leader in Cuyahoga County. Bob, it's not lonely at all. We've got more Republicans and more votes we can deliver for this president than any other county in the state. Part of the problem is we're outnumbered, but not so much by Democrats anymore. It's by independents. It's by people who have been they, – they've left the Democratic Party. They're looking for leadership. We've got to provide it at the local level. We see our president. 
and our two members uh, from Cuyahoga of the congressional delegation, uh, Representatives Joyce and Gonzalez, providing that leadership for us in Washington. Let's get out and, uh, and support them. I encourage anybody who wants to be working with us more uh, to, to either email me. Uh, I'm at rfrost at cuyahogacountygop.com or just go to our website, which is that cuyahogacountygop.com. They're going to see information about us bringing in Robert Alt on December 12th. We'd love to have guests join us there. But most imperatively, Bob, I hear you talk a lot about when you have a guest come on, you'll say, okay, I hear what you're saying about the crisis, but what can people do about it? One of the most important things a person can do is to become a candidate themselves to say, I'm willing to step forward, work with the Republicans, make a difference right here in my community. I want people to hear that message, that that time for next year is coming up really quickly on December 18th. But also, we want to be working with people now who are thinking about running for their city council in 2021, who are thinking about running for school board going forward. It's not a matter of uh, you know any sort of uh, uh, just the immediate issues. We can see what's going on in Washington. We can see what uh, the Democrats are trying to do to us. Planning and building forward for the right leadership in Cuyahoga County is what your Republican Party is working on every day. Great messaging all the way around from the county council to the corruption to the uh, national election and uh, the need for people to be involved at every level of government. Uh, Rob Frost, uh, chairman of the Cuyahoga County GOP, thanks so much for the time, my friend. I know we will talk again, so I'm going whiff- to. I'm, I'm sure we off. will. I'm going to hold off on Merry Christmas. I plan to talk to you before the <laughs> holiday, uh, but I do. That wish sounds you great- good. I do wish you a great day today and a, and a happy weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. And to you as well. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Rob. Rob Frost joining us on AM 1420. The answer. We'll get a timeout now. Come back. We'll have time for a call or two if you want to get in right now on a free for all Friday. 216-901-0945. The Sage, Larry Elder, joins me after the top of the hour. So you better get in now. Yeah, so those uh, those job numbers that I was mentioning to Rob Frost. I mean, this is this is just a, becoming a you know a routine event month after month after month, uh, and even months in which the pace of job growth is slower than usual, they end up going back and revising the two previous months to higher numbers, balancing it all out. The uh, estimate from economists was for one hundred eighty thousand jobs to be uh, gained in the month of November. Instead, 266,000, an unemployment return to its 50-year low, a half-century low, down to 3.5% again. It is simply an amazing accomplishment. The labor force participation rate continues to be uh, extraordinarily higher than it was under Barack Obama, which is why, by the way, his quote-unquote job growth and unemployment numbers looked as good as they did, because so few people were actually in the uh, uh, labor force participation. They were not looking for jobs anymore. They had get grown up, grown frustrated with the only jobs that were available, low-paying, service sector, part-time, uh, now the labor force participation rate is extraordinarily higher. Average earnings rose by 3.1% again uh, over, the, over the past year. So this just continues to be positive. And that's why you have to believe Representative Al Green and the rest of the Democrats when they say... I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. That's why this, this impeachment sham is continuing. 
Because you you float these numbers out there, like Rob Frost just reminded us of the of Clinton's message in the uh, in the nineties. Uh, it's the economy, stupid. You float these economic numbers, these job numbers, these wage numbers, these four hundred one k numbers, and so on and so forth. Float these out to the general public, and there's no way people are going to vote to change that. What do they think? People are stupid, and they're going to say, "I vote to wreck this economy that is growing so incredibly well by by electing a socialist." Really? No, people aren't going to do that. They're going to vote Donald Trump again. And that terrifies the Dems. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. Exactly why this is going on. And yet Nancy Pelosi purports to stand there before press conference uh, uh, audiences and declare this is not about politics. This is about protecting the Constitution. It's about protecting our democracy. It's not about politics at all. Really? Tell me again, Democrat Representative Al Green. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. Shalira in Cleveland, if I'm saying your name correctly, uh, and if I'm not, you tell me how to say it. Shalira, do I have it right? That is 100% correct. Thank you for calling us, Shalira. What's on your mind this morning? Thank you for, thank you for having me. Thank you for so, having me. One, um, I just wanted to kind of um, go backward. Um, talk about uh, the impeachment process and how bogus it is and um, how just from the beginning the Democrats have been trying to, you know, overdo and overturn this election, um, how the fact that, you know, my um, my uncle, my father, um, all of my uncles actually served in the military and my friends that are in the military um, have the same attitude that, you know, even I might not like the rhetoric of the president or maybe some of the things he's said or done, you know, but he's our president, you know, this is a whole embarrassment. This is embarrassment to me, to the rest of the world. Um, the rest of the world is watching us. And right now we have Congress that's not working, you know, um, they're sitting there, uh, deliberating on tweets and, and, uh, trying to, you know, phone calls when there's actual, you know, families that need help. Um, there's families, there's people crossing our borders, there's uh, drugs in our in our community, um, there's infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt. We need to figure out health care. There's so many things that uh, Congress could be doing right now um, other than spending this time and the taxpayers' money on trying to impeach a president and, like what he said, um, most of us voted for. Now, me right. being um, black and in Cleveland, I have a Trump sign in, in, in front of my house, and it's been there since the day um, I met Trump in, in October. Well, it's been guts. there before that. You got guts. <laughs> <laughs> to live in Cleveland, to have a Trump sign, just in general, but especially as an African-American, that's I mean, you've got guts. And, and just to kind of uh, follow up on what you just said, Shalira, um, can you imagine, I just gave those job numbers, can you imagine how much better they would be still if the Congress would go ahead and pass the USMCA? How much better that would be for, uh, for our farmers and for, you know, uh, uh, American workers if we could actually get, get our, our, you know, trade flowing back and forth amongst the other two nations in this, on this continent if we would just pass that. But Nancy Pelosi knows it. That's why she is stalling it. That's why she won't call for a vote. She knows that mm-hmm. it is bipartisan, as, as bipartisan partisan support. Democrats will vote for it. Republicans will vote for it. And it will be a big win for Donald Trump and a win for the American people. And she can't mm-hmm. allow that. And that is the, yeah. the shame of the that is the shame of the situation. So I'm glad you brought it up. I've got a jet here because I got news, Shalira. Thanks for the phone call. But you're right. If this Congress would do 
something uh, positive for this country, uh, we'd be in an even better shape than we are now. But uh, the problem for them is it would help President Trump. The Sage of South Central, Larry L. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.